0: This is the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. This is why it all counts. This is why we're here. This is why each one of us is here. And now, here's your host. Welcome back to another edition of the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. I am Paul Perdikizi, and thank you for joining me again. Yesterday, I started the Dynasty Stock Report series. I started with the NFC East, where I share my thoughts on every relative fantasy player from that division. I go team by team. I covered the Cowboys, the Giants, the Eagles, and the Redskins yesterday. I will do the same for you this evening with the NFC North. So I'll talk about the Bears, the Lions, the Packers, and and every relative Viking as well. It's just my opportunity to kind of share my thoughts on the entire NFL landscape as we usually just focus in on the rookies, the college guys, and maybe the second year guys as well. So it's kind of fun to kind of expand a little bit and talk a little bit more about all these players in the NFL and, and share my thoughts As well. So let's kick this right off with the Chicago Bears. And at the quarterback position, I'm going to say stock up on Mitchell Trubisky. I don't think he is getting the attention that he warrants. I think we saw him last year be very fantasy viable. I think he could continue to elevate his stock this year and become a more consistent QB1 with his running ability and his passing ability. Second year in Matt Nagy's offense there. I think Mitchell Trubisky could take another step this year. If I needed to get a quarterback in a dynasty setting, I'd really be eyeing a guy like Mitchell Trubisky, you know, who I don't think right now is being valued more than probably a mid QB two at the moment, you know, in terms of this current year. And I know sometimes in dynasty leagues, people, you know, you know, look at things at the quarterback position, you know, quarterbacks don't have a lot of value if it's just a one quarterback league. So while Trubisky has youth on his side, you know, in the short term, I don't think people are really valuing him as a QB one. So I do think, you know, he could be a guy that if if a team has him and isn't looking long-term, I think he'd be a guy that could be had for potentially a, a fair value and put up QB1 stats from this year and moving forward. I like his dual capability to run and pass the ball. At the running back position, Tariq Cohen. I'm going to say it stocked down on Tariq Cohen for a little bit, and here's why. I think the drafting of David Montgomery Says a lot about they want a, a guy who can do both, catch the ball and run the ball. And I think David Montgomery is going to run the ball and be that guy. He could be their Kareem Hunt. So I'm going to say stock up on David Montgomery, but he could also catch the ball. I think that is a very underappreciated aspect of his game at Iowa State. Now, I don't think Tariq Cohen is going to go away. I, I just don't. I think he's going to still be a major factor in that offense, but he might lose 10 to 20 touches, you know, he might lose one or two a game based on David Montgomery. But I think even if he doesn't, the touchdown regression is probably going to happen. The, the odds of Tariq Cohen scoring as many touchdowns this year moving forward that he did last year is probably not practical. So I think stock down on Tariq Cohen. I already talked about Montgomery, the capital they invested in him, them aggressively using assets to move up and get him. I think stock up on him. Uh, I think he's a rock solid RB2 in, in dynasty, uh, with the capability if he gets enough work share to be a high RB2. Uh nonetheless, I think Mike Davis is probably stocked down. He had an opportunity, I thought, in the short term, to produce some viable fantasy stats, but that was before the drafting of David Montgomery. At the wide receiver position, I'm gonna say stock neutral on Allen Robinson. I don't know what to make with him. I think he's coming at a decent value right now because people are very much down on him, but I'm not ready to say stock up that I think he's gonna explode back to the guy that we saw early in his career have that breakout year with the Jaguars. I just don't know if the Bears pass catching corpse is going to have one guy that really dominates and becomes that true alpha number one wide receiver. I think Allen Robinson could be a very good wide receiver three with some wide receiver two weeks, but I don't know if we're ever going to see that top 15, top 18 type talent rise to the surface again in this offense. I think it's going to be spread out a little bit more. So I'm going to say stock neutral on Allen Robinson, but if he's coming at a decent value, I don't mind buying him. Uh, You know, he might be, fully healthy this year 100% uh you know over his past injury in the past you know another year back removed from that serious injury second year in the offense so we might see him produce more but i still worry about him not having that high ceiling so i'll say stock neutral taylor gabriel i'm going to say stock down on him because the third wide receiver, Anthony Miller, I'm going to say stock up on him. So I think those two guys, it's hard to see one guy stock go up and the others not go down. I think Anthony Miller, when he was on the field last year, was a very productive receiver. I think he still has more upside and potential to reach. And I think that could come at the opportunity of the looks and touches that Taylor Gabriel got. So I think stock up on Anthony Miller. I think stock down on Taylor Gabriel. I also am intrigued to see if any of the rookies, Riley Ridley, uh, you know, or Emmanuel Hall, who was a UDFA, was supposed to be a third or fourth round pick, get an opportunity to move, make their way up the depth chart. At the tight end position, I'm going to say stock down on Trey Burden, only because I do think that we kind of set the bar really high for Trey Burden last year. And I just don't know if he's going to live up to it. I think people wanted to think that the Bears were going to force feed looks to him like in the Travis Kelsey type way. And I just don't think he's that type of player. I think he could be a good low end tight end one, but I think Last year we had visions of him maybe being the top five, top seven type tight end. I don't think in this offense where they spread it around a lot. They have a, two very good running backs who I think could have damage running and receiving between that and the cast of wide receivers. I'm not sure Trey Burns ever going to see enough targets to really be more uh, than a low tight end one. Let's take this to the Detroit Lions. I'm going to say stock down on Matthew Stafford, and the reason why is. I think they want to go more and more to a heavy ground game. And I think the best statistical seasons that we've seen of Matthew Stafford, I don't think right now with Matt Patricia running this team, he's going to get back to those years. You know, I, I don't envision that, you know, obviously the years when we saw him with Calvin Johnson, but even post Calvin Johnson, we saw Matthew Stafford put up some good fantasy production. I'm not sure. It did come out that last year he was playing through a serious injury. So maybe that had something to do with his lack of production last year. But I just think it's more to the offense and how they're going to play that leads me to say stock down on Matthew Stafford. I think he's more of a mid to low QB2 type value. At the running back position, I'm going to say stock up on Carryon Johnson. I think we're going to see a breakout year. He doesn't have to get 80%. If he gets 65% of the workload and it includes you know, 40 receptions. If he starts to take that role away from Theo Riddick, there's been some reports that Theo Riddick might not even be on the roster. So clearly stock down for Theo Riddick. If he doesn't have that wide, you know, that pass catching role out of the backfield, if carry Johnson gets some of that receiving production, even if he even if Riddick is on the roster and he eats into half of it, if on Johnson catches forty to forty-five passes, plus you know gets the work share in terms of rushing that I expect, I think he's a guy that can easily rush for eleven hundred yards, score eight touchdowns on the ground, and if he can catch forty to forty-five passes for you know another you know three to four hundred receiving yards, I think you're talking about a breakout year for on Johnson. So stock up on him. I think C.J. Anderson stocked down if he would have stayed in. Los Angeles as Todd Gurley's clear backup. I think with the uncertainty of Gurley, I think you could have made the case that CJ Anderson was stock up. I think here he's clearly just a backup or part time uh, committee player in this offense. So I think stock down on him and the receiver position. I think stock up on Marvin Jones. He never really lost the job that I think most people thought were Kent. Can- from Kenny Galladay. So I think he's going to come back and I think right now he's presenting pretty good value. And I think, you know, I think most people are not really looking at him as their number one wide receiver. And I think he still might be. So I think stock up on him because of the value that he presents. I think I don't think he's going to have a breakout year or anything like that, but the value he presents, I think his stock is up because they didn't add much else in terms of the receiver corps. Kenny Galladay, I'm going to say stock neutral on him. I love the talent, but we didn't see him emerge in that breakout year. I mean, talent-wise, he's more talented than Marvin Jones. So on talent alone, I like his talent better. But at the value and at the cost that Kenny Galladay is right now, compared to Marvin Jones, I have some real concerns that he's being overvalued and overdrafted, whether it's startup dynasty leagues, whether it's redraft leagues, whether it's trade value. We need to see him truly emerge to be that AJ Green type player, which at times he's been compared to and take over games. And right now, with the offense being more geared to a run heavy offense, I'm just not sure uh, that him and Marvin Jones could both be, you know, productive starting, you know, wide receiver two type guys. I think one guy maybe could be a wide receiver two, and maybe one could be a wide receiver three, but I think they can flip flop. From week to week, so even if Galladay is there, is a fantasy wide receiver two, and Marvin Jones is a wide receiver three, I think they're going to flip flop some weeks, and I think the disparity in terms of their value, in terms of where they're going, in terms of their trade value, is is very. Uh, is very stark. I think it's a very dramatic difference between the two of them. So I would say stock neutral. I want to see a little bit more of Galladay before I would invest highly in him. And I think because of the value that he presents, the, the stock up a little bit for Marvin Jones. And they really didn't invest much in terms of anybody else in that roster. Uh, you know, they brought in Danny Amendola, who might have some value in deep PPR leagues. So he's intriguing, maybe as a wide receiver four, a wide receiver five, if you're in, in those deep settings in PPR leagues. Obviously, Matt Patricia knows him from his time in New england and then tj hawkinson i mean based on the draft capital it's hard not to say stock up uh but you know his blocking ability is so good how quickly he transitions to being a focal point of that offense is something to be determined obviously jesse james when he signed there might have thought he was going to get an opportunity to be more viable and see more of a pass catching role but i think his stock obviously clearly down let's take this at a green bay packers uh I'm gonna say stock up on Aaron Rodgers. He's he he new coaching staff, new scheme. Uh McCarthy not there anymore. I think I think Aaron Rodgers is kind of out on a mission to show that he's still the best in the business. So I'm going to say stock up on Aaron Rodgers uh, based on, we haven't seen him have an elite year. I think he still has that in him. And I think maybe a new offense, new scheme could, could get the most out of him. So based on that, I'm going to say stock up on Aaron Rodgers. At the running back position, I'm going to say stock down on Jamal Williams. I don't love the talent. I think Dexter Williams could potentially eventually eat in to his part of, of of that committee. And even on Aaron Jones, I'm going to say stock neutral. I know some people are all in on Aaron Jones. He's had an opportunity to run away with that job and he's yet to do it. You know, new scheme, new, new, you know, new coach, but we've seen, you know, we coming from Tennessee, we saw that he wanted to have, you know, Derrick Henry and, uh, you know, and uh, Deion Lewis both have a role in that offense. I'm not sure he's going to look at Aaron Jones as a clear bell cow. I think it's going to be a role for Jones, but I think Jamal Williams and whether it's ev- he keeps it or eventually Dexter Williams eats into it, I think we're looking more at a 60-40, 65-35. So I think Aaron Jones could still be an RB2, but I don't see the upside in the breakout year that some people uh, potentially see out of Aaron Jones. I think he can be a good RB2 if he sees that 60% you know, timeshare, but I'm not sure where you know he's going to have the breakthrough type potential. I much rather you know look f- for a guy like Carryon Johnson or Josh Jacobs if we're talking redraft leagues. If we're talking longer, I much rather target a guy like Carryon Johnson uh, than Aaron Jones in terms of long time, long term dynasty upside as well. At the wide receiver position, I think I'll, I'll say stock neutral on Devontae Adams. I don't know how his stock can go any higher. He's one of the top dynasty wide receivers. He had a elite level season last year. They didn't bring in any really clear cut other weapon there to that I think is going to take anything away from Devontae Adams. So I think everything with Devontae Adams pretty much is status quo. I think he's an elite level wide receiver, elite level dynasty asset, yes, one of the top dynasty wide receivers you want. So I don't think anything changed there. Geronimo Allison, I'm going to say stock up because they didn't make an earlier investment at the wide receiver position. I think Geronimo Allison was started out the year really productive last year. The rumors are he's going to move inside and be in the slot. But I think they they play a lot in three wide receiver sets. I'm okay with Geronimo Allison in the slot. I think he could be a productive big slot wide receiver. So I think based on his value, based on what I think he could produce, I think he can give you wide receiver three numbers and he probably – has value of more of like a wide receiver 4 or wide receiver 5 right now. So I think stock up on drawn and uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling, uh Jamon Moore, Jay Kumaro. I'm gonna say stock neutral on all of those guys because, you know, I don't really know who's gonna emerge right now. Lately, it sounds like it's Valdez Scantling, but you know, last year we saw glimpses from him, we saw glimpses from Equinius St. Brown. Uh you know, we've heard Aaron Rodgers talk up Jay Kumaro. Jamon Moore was drafted higher than all of those guys last year and never really got an opportunity. So if I had to put my, you know, put my mouth and put my money on any of them, I'd probably go Valdez Scantling from that group to emerge. And he's the guy who seems to be getting the most hype right now in the off season activities. But it's far from a sure bet, I don't think. And even if he is playing on the outside, I still think a lot of targets are gonna go Devontae Adams' way. And then I think Allison, even on the inside, could see more targets than Valdez Scantling, who I think is a little bit gonna be an inconsistent, you know, wide receiver four type in terms of his fantasy value. At the tight end position, stock down on Jimmy Graham. I, I think he no longer is the player that we were accustomed to seeing. I think, uh, you know, he'll have some moments here and there, but not a guy I want to rely on. Tight end two type, very inconsistent. I like Jay Sternberger's long-term outlook. So I'll say stock up on Jay Sternberger. I don't, I think it's more of you buy now and you wait for year two for him to really get an opportunity to emerge in that offense. So that's the Green Bay, uh, skill players. Let's take this and finish out the NFC. North with the Minnesota Vikings. At the quarterback position, I'm going to say stock down on Kirk Cousins. Based on where the hype was when he got to Minnesota last year with that guaranteed contract, now it seemed like as the year went on, they wanted to morph more into a running-based team and take some responsibility away from Kirk Cousins. And If you're going to start taking pass opportunities away from Kirk Cousins, that's going to hurt his fantasy value. So while Kirk Cousins when he at times in the Redskins was a low end QB one, I, I think he's more of a mid QB two this year in Minnesota. Yeah. He's going to have some weeks where he is a QB one, but I think when it all comes out to averaging out, he's going to be more of a mid QB two and his days of being a guy that we look at as a QB one, I think may be in his past at the moment. Stock up on, on Dalvin Cook. I think he, I talked about Kerryon Johnson before. I think Dalvin Cook's in for a breakout year. I think. Fast forward to 365 days. I think very strong likelihood Dalvin Cook is considered a first round pick. Right now, he's more of a mid to late second round pick in redraft leagues. I think next year he's going to be talking about potentially in the first round. I think his dynasty value is going to go up more than it is right now, and he potentially be talked about as, you know, a late round one to early round two dynasty startup pick. I think his trade value is going to go up a year from now. I think this is going to be Dalvin Cook's breakout year. Alexander Madison, I think, makes for an intriguing handcuff and could be a, po- a small part of a committee and have some standalone value. So I think in the third round of, of rookie drafts, I think it, it presents good value for Alexander Madison. Uh, but I do think this is Dalvin Cook, everybody else, you know, Mike Boone, Rock Thomas, Amir Abdullah, uh, all stocked down on those guys once they drafted Madison. I think their opportunity to have any fantasy viability went down. At the wide receiver position, Stefan Diggs and Uh, Adam Thielen, I'll kind of talk about those two guys together. I think both of those guys are slightly stocked down just because of the opportunity that I talked about before. If they morph into more of a run-based offense and those guys lose a little bit of their opportunity, I do think it can hurt their overall production. We saw Adam Thielen be the wide receiver one during the first eight or nine weeks of the season last year, and then kind of fall off down the stretch. I think Stefan Diggs is a little bit more talented, but I think Adam Thielen is more consistent week in and week out in a PPR type format. I think both of them are, you know, low wide receiver ones to you know high wide receiver two range on a weekly basis. I think they're both very good players, but I do think the change in philosophy could hurt their value a little bit. So in a dynasty setting, you know, take age out of it for a second, you know, like just over the next two year window, you know, I think a guy like Amari Cooper has more upside. I I think right now AJ Green has a little bit more upside and, and kind of being pushed down a little bit. Uh for for guys, you know that people kind of look at AJ Green as really old but he's the same age as Julio Jones you know or maybe like slightly older uh, so I do think they're stocked down a little bit only because the change in philosophy but not not much there in terms of hurting their value I think Laquan Treadwell is, is stocked completely down. I don't think he's going to get an opportunity. The rumor is, is that stock up on Chad Beebe, he might get a legitimate chance to be their third wide receiver. Uh, and if that's the case, he's a very unknown guy that maybe in deep dynasty leagues. You want to kind of have on your radar, uh, keep an eye on Dylan Mitchell, the wire, the rookie out of Oregon, uh, you know, Olabisi Johnson, another rookie, Jordan Taylor, the formerly of the Broncos, you know, see if anybody else emerges, but even if they do, I, I don't really envision a scenario where they're very f- fantasy viable, unless it's an injury to Stefan Diggs or Adam Thielen. At the tight end position, I talked about in the last episode, it's impossible not to say stock down on Irv Smith as much as I love the player. Would Kyle Rudolph sign that long-term extension, even if he's not there for all four years and he's there for a couple more, you got to say stock up on him. He probably continues to be an inconsistent Low tight end one, where if he scores a touchdown, he's going to put up tight end one numbers. If he doesn't, he's going to be worthless. You know, that's kind of been Rudolph's MO for a while here, but because he at least stays in that and they made an investment in him, he keeps a starting job. So for that reason alone, I think stock up, Irv Smith, stock down. So there it is, the Minnesota Vikings and the entire NFC North. you know, dynasty stock report for every team, every relevant prospect in that division. Hopefully you guys are enjoying these. If you missed the last one, that was the NFC East. Please make sure you go back and check that out as well. Please get over to wherever you listen, rate, re- review, and subscribe. Greatly appreciate it. So on behalf of our sound and tech engineer, David Nakano and myself, thank you for joining us. And we look forward next time, taking you from Saturday to Sunday.